3: What's up, Chicago? Welcome to the Chicago Sports Podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm Kevin Kadek, head of content at CHGO, and what a Thursday. The sun is shining, the temperature is warming up. We are here to talk about Chicago sports. We do it every Thursday at 1230. Pack a lunch Look, the NFL draft is just a week away, so we are going to get people primed for our expansive draft day live coverage by doing an all-time Chicago Bears draft that I think is going to be a lot of fun. But before that, uh, we have to talk a little about a little team called Da uh, Bulls. Uh Joining us today is the vet of the CHGO podcast. He's been on here many times. He's nearing the five-time host club, Mr. Herb Lawrence.
2: Did I get a robe? No? Okay. <laughs> Hello. Gold jacket, green
3: jacket. We've got two first-timers making his CHGO content appearance. The guy behind the guy behind the guy, Jake Flanagan, our CHGO GM. Jake, how are you doing?
0: Good. It's, I, I've been here a lot. I've been here in this, in this building a lot, but this is the first time in this seat, so it's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. And our third guy here, uh, he is a uh,
3: pandemic friend. <laughs> First time meeting him in person. You guys know him from social media. He's a Chicago sports fan. Extraordinaire. A Bears fan extraordinaire. Maybe the best Bears fan I know. <laughs> Greg Braggs Jr.
1: How we doing, guys? I really appreciate you bringing me on. This is exciting, beautiful studio you got here.
3: I appreciate it. It's, uh, look, I feel really great this Thursday morning. Um, not only because of that weather, like I mentioned. I feel like that's changing a lot of our moods. But it has been a while. A long time before we woke up, and I love that feeling when you're a Chicago sports fan and you're amped up after a playoff win, and it takes a little while to get to bed, and you finally fall asleep, but then you wake up, and when you wake up, you're like, oh, what day is it? And then you remember, Chicago team won a playoff game last night. Yeah, uh, yes. The Bulls tied it up one, one-to-one up in Milwaukee. DeMar DeRozan, one of the all-time great Playoff performances in Bulls history.
2: Uh, what did you guys take away from that? I took away that the Bulls are um, adjusting to what they did in the regular season versus the Bucks. No contest in the four contests that they played versus the Bucks. No matter if Middleton was out or another player was out, the Bulls were overmatched. Billy Donovan and the boys have done a great job of retooling what they do defensively, retooling how they score points. And they came out with a purpose yesterday. You see how they jumped on the Bucks early. I thought, as Matt Peck, our CHEO Bulls um, host, thought the Bulls were going to get blown out. Their, their chance in the first game was their only chance to not get swept, and they blew it. But to win last night <laughs> versus a, much, a vastly superior team, and in their building where that building sounded like United Center North, it's an awesome feeling. I'm not even a huge Bulls fan. I'm a more of an I.O. fan, so I came along. <laughs> but I was hyped. I Like you said, Kevin, I did not go to sleep easily last night. I stayed up and watched the whole CHGO CHU Bulls show. Then I watched the whole CHGO Blackhawk show after that. I was I was not even a hockey fan. I was like, hell, I want to watch. I wasn't just hyped because of that playoff victory. It's nothing like it. And the Bulls haven't had one in a long time. Yeah,
0: it was It was amazing. I mean, they played with passion, they were committed, they were together. And that's what I think any Chicago sports fan wants from their team, and especially the Bulls, to see what they did. um, You know, coming off of a game one where I think most fans weren't expecting that to where they they nearly pulled that upset off in game one, they didn't. And it was a little bit deflating. I think going into game two, you were hoping they could could match that, but you weren't expecting it. And when they did, and they punched him in the mouth, and they (laughs) kept going, it was – awesome to see and then for them to finish it off was just like coming back to the UC now the madhouse is going to be mad as Matt Peck and Big Dave said last night
3: before we like Greg and talk here we are having a Bulls watch party tomorrow night at Third Rail Tavern uh, here in the West Loop Uh, we have an Eventbrite page up on our social media accounts, so check that out I think that place is going to be rocking the United Center is going to be rocking Uh, Greg you told me that with the few minutes left in that game, you, you got h- hopped on to a ticket exchange and, and bought game four tickets. Yep.
1: Um, wow. Yeah, I was talking to my buddy before. I was like, they can win one game to make Friday and, and Sunday, especially obviously Sunday if you're down 0-3. That's mm-hmm. a tougher game to go to. But, you know, now that they've got one in the bag, both games, Friday and Sunday, are going to be insane. And, you know, with the all things considerations with the injuries, unfortunately oh with Chris Middleton – being, uh, you know, uh, reportedly out for four weeks now, it really levels the playing field. And Herb, like you were saying, United Center North up there, how humbling must that have been for the Milwaukee Bucks fans? you know, they just won an NBA finals last year <laughs> and they probably had never had to, they didn't have to put up with that the whole run where mm-hmm, yeah. another team's fan base took over their stadium. You guys were talking about Chicago and Milwaukee last week. Well, that right there epitomized that rivalry and, and, and certainly, you know, uh, you know, uh, one for us, you know, one, one in the bag for us. And, and the thing that stood out to me on the floor was the defense. I mean, this team's given up 130 points every night for the last month and a half it felt like mm-hmm. and these first two games they've really played well defensively alex caruso yeah. at the front end of that you know they're disrupting the passing lanes they're you know, not switching as much and, and, and doing what they need to do when guys are, are driving to the rim. So uh, getting in front of Giannis as best they can, that's not an easy task. And then, yeah, DeMar DeRozan, holy moly. And I know a few of my friends will, will be mad at me if I don't mention Vucevic, who I've been very hard on all season, and he is shutting me up. Uh, I know that's a hard thing to do. <laughs>
3: and they
2: did it in front of Aaron Rodgers. Even, that's right. That was amazing. <laughs> Enjoying
3: another, another postseason home loss, Aaron Rodgers. Yes. He's getting used to it. You know, I, I, looking at the series now, it's like now, now you try to talk yourself into this. Yep. Can, can the Bulls pull this off? And I think we obviously came into the series not feeling great about it because of the way the Bulls finished that, you know, their regular season. But you look at the Bucks, right? Not Billy Donovan, I think, is eating Budenholzer's lunch. Yes. Um, it's a hard thing to win an NBA title. And the Bucks went through four rounds, and that's exhausting. And then then some of their stars went over and did the Olympics. So now they're here, and it's like, okay, well, now maybe they're kind of ripe for an upset. And we're looking at this. I think someone said in the, the chat last night during the Bulls podcast, which everyone should go check out because I, I that was one of the better yeah, hours yeah. we've done here, I think, since launching six or seven weeks ago. But someone said, if Lonzo is here, this is 2-0.
1: And that might be true. Yeah, yeah.
2: 100%. They're, I think the Bulls realized that Milwaukee is not the behemoth that they were in the in the regular season. And like you said, playing all those games puts wear and tear on your body and maybe doing it again is just really hard to do. I mean, Giannis gets whatever he wants how, to. How but, much
3: did you love the Patrick Williams' quote? He's good, he's not God. But he's not God. Oh, That's man, the
2: mentality you got to have. Like... We as fans were like, man, this is going to be 4-0, 4-1. Yeah. Bucks are going to win easily. But the Bulls don't have to think that. Even though they play poorly, the mentality's got to be like that. We put our feet we put our pants on one leg at a time like they do. These people are not that much better. Giannis superstar, Chris Middleton all-star. But the rest,
0: Holiday's pretty good too. Yeah, Drew so- Holiday's good, but he was he
2: <laughs> left the game early <laughs> with the three fouls and didn't return until way too late. I think Budenholzer struggled right there where uh, Drew Holiday's sitting on the bench for so long. But I gotta believe that after the game, you see the Bulls tweet out the Alex Caruso in the locker rooms like, "Hey man, enjoy yeah. it, learn from it, but know that now you know we won a game and now they're hungry. So we got to keep the same mentality we came for game two yeah. into game three. We cannot let up." Let's go. Oh, and that's man. what you need, veterans on the team, to hype you up. And I heard that. I was like, dude, son of a bitch. And there's Let's no, go, Alex Caruso.
1: And there's no <laughs> question how they're going to feed off the Bulls fans' energy. I mean, it's been five years since they've been in the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. you know, I that's why I immediately bought the tickets because I that's why what I live for is being at the games and feeling that energy from the crowd, you know. And yeah. we don't – in Chicago, this isn't, you know, Boston. So our mm-hmm. playoff appearances are few and far between. Exactly. You know, maybe that'll change for the better, you know, going forward. But you would cherish them while you have them. So yeah. I can't wait for these. The Sox
3: have had games. a couple of games the past few years. Game one in Oakland two years ago.
2: Game there three was, last year was But there good. wasn't
3: a lot. I mean, you sort of kind of came around last year after that game three. Obviously, the Bears did not help us out in, in Ooh, uh, 2018. Uh, the, the Cubs God, obviously ran into a lot of trouble since since that World Series run. So, obviously, this Bulls team has a long way to go before we're talking about real hardware. But even just to get back to this point and, you know, like you, like you said – you want to see this team play well. You want to see those special moments. You want to see those transcendent performances. Right. And that happened last night.
0: We were talking about this with um, Matt and Big Dave before the game. It's like, in this series, really, you just wanted that Joe Kim Noah moment from that Celtics series early, you know, in Rose, I think it was his rookie season, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You wanted to see something like that where you could believe that that something bright is, is coming next year in the next few years for the Bulls. And I think we've seen that and more already. So – what takes place from this point forward, whether now with potentially with Middleton out and Portis too with the issue, it, it could be it could be even greater than I think anyone expected, and that's yeah. that's what's amazing about it.
1: Yeah, but, I mean it's easy to get caught up in the moment right now. They won a game; it's exciting, but for it to feel that way, that series went seven games, and literally every game went to double OT. Yeah. So now it's the next games, and if it can get to a game seven, or if by some miracle they can win it. And like I said, with Chris Middleton out, who knows the status on Bobby Portis. I mean, did you see the picture of his
2: eye? Yeah.
1: Oh, my good. gosh. So, Thompson, you know, man. if if that's going to level the playing field, you know, I think most Bulls fans are like, you know, Milwaukee's going to beat us in five. But now I think most Bulls fans would be disappointed if they lost in five. So, you know, to me, <laughs> the expectations have raised exponentially after last night with the win and the injury considerations.
3: Real quick before we move on to uh, the meat of this podcast, let's get, a, let's get some updated predictions right here. Herb.
2: I think the Bucks still win, and it's going to be in seven, though. In seven? Okay. Yeah, I think the Bulls give them all they can handle, but the Bucks eventually, they have the superstar on their team in Giannis, and they're going to win eventually. This and is yeah. setting
3: up a crazy Friday night, a uh, week from tomorrow. That would be game six at the United Center if it, it gets that far, mm-hmm. and rounds two to three. Uh, of the NFL draft, the Bears are going to be. Man. Players. Yeah, so
0: game six at the UC, Bulls win that game and win the series. Oh <laughs> right! right. I, All right. It. I wouldn't have said that prior to what occurred last night. Yeah, but I believe that they can, and I and I'm not just saying that to say. So it. you're
3: saying they win the three home games and lose the game five in Walkies? That, that's. What
0: you're thinking th- yeah or, or i mean they've proven they can play well or win in Milwaukee so okay. they could win that too i think they i think they can win three out of the next four games if middleton is not part of the equation let's go i really do greg
1: my heart wants to go with sure. jake but my head kind of agrees with herb you know it's they're going to level the, they're going to level this out Giannis is going to have an answer and if it does get to a game seven and it's at their house I have a hard time believing that the Bulls can pull a game like that off even with all the Bulls fans traveling there but heck you know with all the the hype and the and the good feelings today I'm going to take the Bulls in this series because at the end of the day it's a matchup-driven league, and with not Chris Middleton not in there, that's yeah. one less guy to get people off of Giannis. Now you can box Giannis in. Mm-hmm. You've seen them double him a bunch. Yeah, he can get to the rim at will when he's got a full head of speed, 94 feet, mm-hmm. you know, from basket to basket. But now Zach Levine still hasn't it's played his best game. yet. So all. you've had the Vucevic. You know, showing up that we really haven't seen all year, or, you know, at least in some of the harder critics' eyes. And, and then DeRozan doing his thing last night and quieting the DeFrozen, um, <laughs> you know, people that want to say nonsense about that. So now Zach Levine's do That's three guys that are giving you a solid option, and Alex Caruso yeah. being the pest he is on defense.
0: Yeah, and I, I also think they've proven now, too, they can't stop Giannis, but they can contain him, and they have a plan. And they're doing it with numbers, and they're and they're moving. And, and when when he's doubled or tripled, and then he's passing out of it, and they're getting over to where they need to in the cor- corner and contesting shots. That's why I believe, Kevin. What do you think?
3: I'm still going with Bucks and six because I'm still <laughs> so a little worried about the the Bulls' health too. I mean, the Bulls sure. have to stay healthy too. That's that's the sure, big absolutely. thing here. So. Um, we'll see. I feel, I feel pretty good about things, but, um, let's get that, that dub on, on Friday and then I will be completely in on that. You
1: just don't want to jinx it as a yeah. fan, <laughs> right, you know, you, right, right. you start talking too much smack and you know, what goes around, I mean, look, around.
3: Look, Chicago fans never take things in stride. <laughs> we either get really up or really down. There's no in between. So. I watched,
2: uh, you guys watched the show Ted Lasso and they're talking about their soccer team and it says, it's the hope that kills you. And that's what I feel like. I don't want to. Go all in and be, you know, at the end of the thing, like, oh yeah, the Bucks won in five or or six. Yeah. Like, God damn it, Bulls gave the great effort in the first two games and then fell flat when they came back. But at, to l- at least we're
3: getting this experience now. Yeah, so I, I appreciate that.
0: And admi- hey, admittedly, maybe I'm a little emotional or caught up in the in the moment, but I have watched a lot of Bulls games over the last month, and this team is not that that team. You know, it's a different team, which mm-hmm. they they're, they're totally sure. different. So that team would not have even came close in any game one or two. So we'll see. I do if to you send guys us can see message.
3: There's, there's a woman on the roof behind us. I wonder what her
2: pick is.
0: I, we should <laughs> ask. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> want
2: to send us a message. Believe. Oh, there we yes. go. Ted Lasso. That's right. right. Can't wait for I season three to, to come watch out. That. Oh, it's great. All
3: right. Let's move on. The NFL draft is a week from today. We are rolling out. We are running a, a ton of coverage. You want to do an ad break first? Okay. Well, I thought the Bulls was an icebreaker, and it just went a little, <laughs> a little crazy. But. all right, yeah. Anyway, the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you will get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars. but That's not it. If you make a fifty or more dollars first-time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you will even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. Here's that script, sh- Chicago. One that looks pretty cool. I, I'll be wearing that to the draft party tomorrow. So, if anyone else is planning on wearing it, do not do that because I don't want to be embarrassed. But anyway,
0: everybody do it. And, and twins. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free
3: CHGO membership, and a free t shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at all CHGO and we will help you out. PointsBet is your home for live in play betting, and it just got even better. We're introducing PointsBet's new feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlay. I came up one short yesterday because I bet the Bucks minus 10. Sorry. What the? But you, you can credit me for the win. Yeah. Um, anyway, you can combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. If you want more, you can also boost your live same game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now. And register your account from start to finish, all from your phone, while you're watching us draft the all-time Bears team. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with... Points bet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gambling
3: problem? <laughs> Call 1-800-522-4700.
2: All right. CHGO is our website, is, uh, is our where we're at right now. I am Herb Lawrence, CHGO White Sox co-host, These guys are on the CHGO Sports Show, but you're wondering, how do I become a member? All our podcasts, the one they're currently on, on YouTube, and the next day, are free. Live shows are free for everybody who is not a member. But if you want to become a member, go to allchgo.com and become a member. You get premium written stuff from Vinny Duber on the White Sox. Get the Bears stuff from Adam Hogue. Who who better? All the Blackhawks people, uh, Jay, Mario, and Greg, have stuff there. You only unlock those things by becoming a member. And when you become a member, free T-shirt. Like Kevin was talking about, that script shirt you saw, script Chicago shirt that you have to wear tomorrow to third rail with him, free T-shirt when you become a member. (laughs) And dope merch for every team. So I have the CHGO White Sox brawler shirt and the CHGO Chicago flag shirt. They're both beautiful. And the Sky shirt, which is beautiful. I didn't even know the letters in the buildings spell out Sky. (laughs) <laughs> they, they <too>. It's weird. <laughs> you just yeah. figure that out. Oh, my God. That, that Eric is a creator. The members-only Discord, too, you get into there. We on CHGO White Sox do a members-only Discord uh, mailbag segment, so you can get on that only if you're a member, and eventually we're doing a, tea, a, a trivia show, and it, see, there's the Sky Shirt. See the building, the Smithets, it, Smurf Smiths building? And then there's the uh, Sears <laughs> Tower, and then another building on the side. They all spell sky out. It's a beautiful shirt. I'm I'm kind of concerned it took you this long to figure that out. <laughs> I was I had the shirt. I looked. I was like, oh, sky. And I'm actually wearing a different shirt that is a sky shirt before this, but it's not chgo. You yeah. don't get this one. So go to allchgo.com. Become a member. Get a free t-shirt. Become a member. Get in their Discord, and you can beat me in trivia. I'll buy you a t-shirt. One of those chgo shirts you see right on the screen. If you're watching on the YouTube, I'll buy you that t-shirt if you become a member. Get on the Discord and you're chosen as one of our trivia members. I'll you beat me, I'll buy you one of those. That's awesome. That's a deal. So allchgo.com, come
3: remember. I'll add real quick. Unlocking the coverage gets you uh, Will Gottlieb's breakdown of the Bulls, and honestly, he has made me a better Bulls fan just by editing him. Um, he really breaks down the you know the sets and the and gets in the nitty gritty and does it in a way for an idiot like me to understand. And I'm watching the game yesterday and seeing concepts that will was explaining so uh it's definitely worth the membership just for that but you get all that other great stuff so anyhow on to the chgo bears all-time bears draft Uh-oh. uh you know we do drafts a lot here on the chicago sports podcast and it's a lot of fun this one's kind of a mega podcast lawrence is already cursing my name for having 11 rounds of this thing uh but we are going to pick a, a, a someone from every position I, everyone's gonna have to pick a quarterback a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman, linebacker, off uh, safety and cornerback, and a special teamer. Mm. This is gonna take three hours, isn't it? <laughs> People are tuning out. Anyway, let's well, the, get to the it. The
0: first round shouldn't take too long. Be, well, no, we it we shouldn't. Know who, This is actually a time, great time, this is
3: eat. a great exercise because the Bears traditionally are deep in a few positions and very thin in others. <laughs> yeah. So how do you weigh positional scarcity you know uh it's there's a lot of running backs there's a lot of great linebackers a lot of great defensive linemen wide receivers not so much so you guys uh ready for this let's go I'm ready all right so we are doing snake draft and we are doing in an order here of we're sitting we're starting with Herb Jake Greg me then then going on back so Greg uh, Herb you, have, you are on the clock with yes. your number one pick. I think you're probably picking Walter Payton.
2: <laughs> yes, you would see the guy right in front of us right now, the statue of Walter Payton. He is the Bears' best player of all time. But I'm not going to pick him because, as you said, there's so many great running backs, and you guys will pick a running back each, and I'll be left with the great one on the, on the backside. They don't have great quarterbacks. I'm not going there. But I'm going with the best player, I think, of the 85 Bears, Danimal, Dan Hampton. Wow. I'm going for a pick in that draft, but the other guy in the seventy seven draft said or Walter Payton. Wow. That's a crazy pick.
0: <laughs> Shocker. <Yeah>.
2: Dan Hampton <laughs> first off the board, what I mean He made everything happen on that eighty five Bears defense. Commanded double team, so Mike Singletary, Wilbur Marshall, and Otis Wilson can flow freely. Dan Hampton was the reason why that four six defense went. Wow. Okay.
0: No disrespect to Dan Hampton, but I'm shocked. I know. Go ahead, pick him. I'm shocked. Um, I just don't want to pick Walter Payton. It's so cliche.
2: (laughs) You know what? He's like the greatest player of all time. I'll let you guys enjoy Walter.
0: So I wasn't expecting him to be on the board. So I guess like in real NFL drafts, you have to just take talent, and I'm going to go with sweetness. Walter Payton will be my first selection. Here. Jake's running to the podium. That's not, <laughs> it's not hard. To,
1: look, I,
3: I here's here's know. the thing. That's like you, you could pass up Walter Payton, but that's like saying, oh, well, I have Derek Rose, so I'm going to pass up Michael Jordan.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's
1: right. Greg, you're disrespecting uh, Dan Hampton. I'm in shock. We're I'm here. in shock, but we'll take it because that opens up, as you said, you know, um, the running backs. It's hard to – pass on a guy like Gale Sayers. Never got to see him play personally, but the talent level is undeniable. If he had stayed healthy, Mm -hmm. he could have put up all-time great numbers. They put him in the Hall of Fame, and, you know, he had half a career, essentially. And when you also consider his return abilities, you know, I will threaten each and every one of you to take – I dare you to take Tevin Hester over me, because I'll double down on it. But (laughs) I'm going to also, you know, hedge this by taking Gale Sayers who is not just an all-time great running back, but an all-time great kick returner? Yeah.
3: That's that's a great yeah. So you do get the positional flexibility there too. So that that's actually huge. So I get two picks here. I right? kind of like wow. this.
0: Yeah, this 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 kind of fell well to you.
3: Yeah, I, I think so. So I'm going to go with uh, Dick Butkus. Yeah, he's all right. I mean, that's uh, you you think about the the Mount Rushmore of Bears. Dick Dick Butkus is up there, right? So, Absolutely. And then I also, I think uh, for my second pick. Um. Here, here on the on the on the flip side, I'm gonna go with Mike Ditka because I, I think there's there's not a lot of uh, l- l- not a lot of depth at that tight end position. Sure. I'm not gonna get you know I'm not gonna get stuck here at the end of the draft looking at um, should I pick Zach Miller Cap Boso <laughs> right Cap Boso uh, Jim Thornton Ah oh, RoboCop yeah um so I'm gonna go with Mike Ditka and then he can also coach the team I think
1: okay. Well, I'm going to go to the defensive side then and and bolster the middle of my defense with one uh, Brian Urlacher. You know, it's tough, (laughs) you know, between him or Mike Singletary, but I'm going to go with the guy I saw play Mm -hmm. throughout my entire life and watch his whole career with the Bears, Hall of Famer, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, four-time first-team All-Pro. You know, this guy, obviously, we all know what he did in the city of Chicago, and uh, kind of revolutionized the linebacker position him and Ray Lewis in a lot of ways with their sideline to sideline speed you know I mean now you're seeing his son coming into play so uh, that's certainly going to be interesting to see But you know played safety in college so just unlike any linebacker we had seen up to that point so uh, Brian Urlacher so now I got offense and I got defense.
0: I, I think I would have, have chosen Erlacher if he, he had Falling to me. But I've, I've got to go Singletary then. I'm going to stick with that um, because we have a run on on a Hall of Fame middle linebackers. i got to go with, with, with Samurai Mike. Well, I got two picks here, right? Yeah. Oh my God, you guys are going so fast. Two picks.
2: Wow. All right. <laughs> then I'll go with Devin Hester. Sorry. Wow. Greg. The special team. He's, oh a, he's, my a, he's a Hall of Famer and he played wide receiver. You could actually pick him for wide receiver and
3: no one would know the difference. I mean.
2: Yeah, exactly. And. <laughs> then I'm gonna go with, for my pick to come back. Uh, I'm not gonna do it, not yet. Um, let me go with. I don't. Yeah, what, yeah, what's wrong with Devin Hester? Why do you hate Devin Hester? Why do you hate greatness? He's a Hall of Famer, Lawrence. Um,
1: Revolutionized the game of football. Exactly.
2: I'm gonna go with Lance Briggs mm. on the backside they're all hall of famers. Lance Briggs going to be a hall of famer too, Lawrence. Should be. So that means
3: that uh Bill George is going to be a free agent signing. <laughs> that, that's kind of crazy, right? I mean, that is that is linebacker depth. That you could leave somebody off of Bill George. Jo- I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not be your your pick. Mm-hmm. That, Lance Briggs is amazing. Bill George, I mean, that guy, you know, like also kind of revolutionized the middle linebacker spot in – in the fifties and early sixties and and kind of was the linchpin of that 63 team. So
0: yeah, I think that kind of is a good point to kind of discuss this though. All these teams kind of, maybe it's for ourselves, right? It's who our all time bears team is. So in a weird way, like for her, you know, that's fine for me. It's a little different, but I definitely get with what you're saying there. Um, but I, because of that, I'm going to go old school with mine. And I've got to go Sid Luckman. I mean, why not? He's – it's it's a way, way back thing, but he may be the greatest quarterback in, in franchise history. He's right? not, but, yeah. <laughs> 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 look, uh, look at the numbers.
1: No, it, and you're absolutely right when it comes to how I was looking at this last night doing my homework. I always like to say chance favors the prepared mind, but at the same time, I I – I that's the go, smartest
3: thing ever said on on this set. Greg. <laughs>
1: well, I learned it from Under Siege too, so don't give me too much <laughs> credit. <laughs> but no, it it is about who I've seen. You know, I mean, I never mm-hmm. saw Walter Payton play. I never saw Bill George play. I didn't watch these guys. I can appreciate the history, and you know, as a Bears fan, that's you know, Chicago sports fan in general, history is what it's all about in a lot of ways. But to truly appreciate a player, to me, you have had, you had to have watched them play at least most of their career. And so it is hard to go dig into the way back machine with a guy like Sid Luckman and things like that. So for me, you know, just looking through this and different people, you know, it's tough. Do I go with Olin Krutz to help my running back situation? You know, a CHGO guy, he'd, yeah. he'd probably be knocking us out for not picking him yet. But at the same time, you know, defensively, you know, I've got my speed linebacker, and now I need a guy on the edge to uh, rush the quarterback. And uh, that's what, you know, the NFL is all about today, but obviously that's not what we're doing here. But Richard Dent, yeah. you know, a guy that's going to get to the quarterback, 137 career sacks, uh, Super Bowl MVP. You know, I think I'm, I am I, I can live with that pick.
3: That's a nice pick there. I agree. All right, two picks for me here at the end of the third round. I'm going to take it. I'm going to do it. I think he should have been the first quarterback off of the board, even though I'm not the biggest fan of him. And we might have some some clubhouse issues here, but I'm going to take Jay Cutler. Solid he pick. is the best quarterback of in Bears history. I believe so, too. I'm so tired of the Sid Luckman stuff. He played, uh, you know, right after World War II. <laughs> like, racked up those numbers. Not great numbers, either. Jay Cutler played from 2009 to 2017, uh, 23,443 passing yards, 154 TDs to 109 interceptions, overall 85.2 rating, which, like, let's face it, sucks. Yes. But Sid Luckman, 1939 to 50, a total of 14,000 yards, 137 touchdowns to 132 interceptions, and an overall rating of 75, so... Look, I like Sid Luckman, and I, I think it's it's a convenient touch point for people to say, "Hey, the Bears have always sucked at quarterback, and they have always sucked at quarterback." But that is overlooking the fact that if you plug Jay Cutler into a lot of great Bears teams, they're probably winning Super Bowls.
0: Yeah, I was one of the biggest supporters of Jay Cutler when he was here. Um, I was hoping for the best there. Yeah, but really, I don't know if he had the right mentality. To, to lead this team to the promised land, yep. and I think Sid Luckman did and would. So, <laughs> good yeah. luck, good
3: good luck to both of you for coming up with this third quarterback. I don't know yeah, where I you know. guys are going to go. I don't think you probably have to go go there for a while now. So
1: <laughs> it's like fantasy football; you you get that quarterback late in the draft, right. you know, and, yeah. when the, the, when everybody's picking kickers. But um, no, Jay Cutler, uh, you know. Uh, certainly the most talented quarterback I'm with you mentality and attitude wise is where he fell short and I think you know it's hard to say if you put him with a perfect team around him he probably does get you know some of those talented teams a little bit further I mean heck even Jay Cutler almost got us to a Super Bowl NFC Championship obviously the infamous torn MCL and then uh, you know the year that he got hurt with his thumb certainly had a lot of promise um, and then the wheels fell off, which I—that's when I—the st- wheels fell off with me as a fan of Jay's. And I'll leave it at that. So I'm yeah. not going to turn this into a Jay Cutler hating. It's another segment. show. Yeah, yeah another I show could spend that. an hour talking about Jay. He's a conundrum. So yeah. for
3: my second pick here, yes, sir. Okay. So so far I uh, I have Dick Butkus first round, Mike Ditka second round, and Jay Cutler third round. Yeah, Greg. Greg has picked Gale Sayers, Brian Urlacher, and Richard Dent. Jake picked Walter Payton, Mike Singletary, and Sid Luckman. That's a
2: pretty nice lineup. And
3: Herb went Dan Hampton, Devin Hester, and Lance Briggs. And
2: our, my number one said that your number three pick, Jay Cutler, would have won multiple Super Bowls if he was the quarterback of that '85 Bears team.
0: <laughs>
2: That's because he maybe so he doesn't like Jim McMahon. That's why.
0: That's <laughs> great. If Jay Cutler gets to town a year or two earlier, they may win. Wanna- May have won a Super Bowl.
3: So I want to uh, balance out my uh, Jay Cutler pick with a little bit of a better locker room presence, and I'm going to pick Owen Kroets. Nice. And when he comes back from vacation, I'm going to tell him that and uh, revel in his praise, and that will be really fun.
1: No, that's a great pick. Um, All-time great, bear, obviously. 13 years with the team and uh, not somebody you wanted to mess with in the locker room. Now that some of these guys are coming off the board, I'm going to kind of go another guy that – I mean, I could pick a lot of the guys in the Lovey Smith era because I had a lot of love for that team and the way they played, the way they carried themselves. Uh, Peanut Tillman. That was going to be mine. You know, I mean, we we talk about guys that may or may not get in the Hall of Fame. You mentioned Lance Briggs. You know, he might – get the short end of the stick even though he has the resume mm-hmm. but they never won a Super Bowl it's kind of like you know uh Ron Sano how long it took him to get in because sure. mm-hmm. how, how all these 69 Cubs get in but you know Lance Briggs doesn't get in maybe because they don't win a Super Bowl although like I said resume there same with Peanut Tillman he deserve. I mean Jack Silverstein is one of my favorite mm-hmm. follows and and guys that do media coverage in Chicago and he can tell you every little reason why Charles Tillman belongs in the Hall of Fame, and to me what stands out the most, is 44 forced fumbles and 38 picks. That The 44 forced fumbles, that's all-time great linebacker numbers. Like when you see the turnovers he's created, he had nine touchdowns too, those aren't numbers that cornerbacks have. And he was doing that, it's unprecedented and now every time somebody punches that ball out on any tele- telecast they're saying the peanut punch mm-hmm. that's I mean we how many times we're going to say a guy revolutionized the game Devin Hester Dick Buck is you know Walter Payton peanut Tillman too I mean he really did yeah. uh, he changed the way people come at a wide receiver sure. and punch that ball out so to me you know only a two-time pro bowler which shocks me but I'm going with um peanut tillman also 140 pass deflections too i was doing my research like i said i didn't need to know those numbers i lived through them but at the same time to really appreciate him you got to look at it and like i said go look where his turnover numbers stack up force fumbles with some of the all-time great linebackers and that'll tell you all you need to know about peanut tillman
3: bear with me it has a question is that braggs it is indeed (laughs) braggs it's braggs Bragg's live at the cto set (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Please stay
0: <laughs> from the stands to the seat. bear
3: with me. Make sure you subscribe. We are CHGO.
0: <laughs> I think looking, be said. looking at these last two picks and I was talking about this earlier with like how I'm making up this team. Like I think team chemistry is a big part of it. And those two guys are as good as it gets when you talk about leadership with Olin Kruitz and Charles Tillman. So love those picks. And I probably would have selected one of those if they if they fell. I've got to I've got to focus up front though for my next pick, and I've got to go with Jimbo Colbert. Um, he he's a guy that just anchored that offensive line, yeah. and um, I, I it's a need, right? You got it, it starts up front, so I'm probably late on this pick.
3: It's always hard for me to like assess that 85 line because it just felt like they were so much of a unit, and obviously, Covert's in the Hall of Fame, um, but the teammates that he had, I mean, that that was just Unparalleled, the Black and brothers, Hagenberg, Thayer, Ports. Right? Stephon Humphreys. Stephon Humphreys. <laughs> yes.
0: That's
2: right.
1: I got that too. <laughs> I think we all do, right?
2: <laughs> we need it on set. It's
0: class, we do. Yeah.
2: we do. Herb, I'm gonna go with the one. I don't know if it could be allowed. He was a center. He was a linebacker. I'm gonna use him as center, and Clyde Bulldog Turner. That's a good pick. So sneaky pick. Yeah he he was all pro center. Pretty good as a linebacker, Hall of Famer in both college and the pros. So, Clyde Bulldog-Turner is my fourth-round pick. And now we're going to the fifth round, Craig. Mm-hmm. Whew, we need to finally get to the tight end. You took Mike Ditka. I'll take, even though he wasn't great as a bear, Greg Olson. G-Reg from the seventh floor.
3: <laughs> Damn straight. That's an underrated what-if. In yep. Chicago sports history, what happens if the Bears keep Greg Olson? What if they build around him? What if they don't let Mike Martz somehow ship <laughs> him out of the building? Greg Olson, I think, will be in the Hall of Fame one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not because of what he did here in Chicago. It's what he was able to do in Carolina. And yep. I think we wanted him back here in the, lo- the past couple of years. It didn't happen. But he's one of those guys that's just kind of one of those beloved players, and you just think what might have been had the Bears used him correctly.
1: Just one nope. G, one G. Two G's, one on the front, one on the back, guys. You're thinking of a uh, Baltimore <laughs> Orioles pitcher, Greg, Greg Olson. Olson. Two that one, if he had and two G's, I, that's Greg with three G's. Just yeah, the closer.
3: Remember when Greg Olson pitched to Greg Olson in the all, uh, the All Star game? That's gonna date me, but.
1: So I got engaged to my wife at the top of the Sears Tower in the yeah. the the window room, you know that pops out, mm-hmm. and right before I asked my wife to marry me, my buddy Jake, one of my best friends, diehard Bears fan, text Amazing. me. Different Jake, uh, shout out to Jake. Uh, he he texts me. Bears just traded Greg Olson.
2: Uh, <laughs> like three minutes before I'm popping the question, no, and I'm no. like,
1: not now,
0: Jake, <laughs> not now. Stop you're, with the jokes, Jake. You're pacing, and they're like, oh, he's nervous. No, I can, I can do this. I proposal. can't believe the Bears. Like, yeah, uh, that's uh, amazing. I,
3: I love that story. That's a great story.
0: <sighs> okay, this is this is where it's going to start getting tough. I think I've got to get unique here, though, and. I'm gonna classify this next uh, person as um, as a tight end or end, right? We're gonna go with George Halas, and I'm gonna put him there, Papa Bear, because without him, there are no bears. (laughs) There are no Packers either. That's right. There's there's (laughs) not much. So I think while what he did on the field was, um, you know, he was he was a professional. That's great, but what he did as a coach and a leader of the organization—I mean, he eight championships plus, you know, was was a was a part of of getting everything on path for that ninth one, right? So, uh, a really important figure, I'd say the most important figure in Bears history. So I'm going to throw him on there.
1: It's a great pick. It's a great pick. Um, you know, it's tough looking through this. I could go a few different routes with my notes here, but. If I'm going to go skill, you know, when I go to training camp, everybody's always like, you know, how does this guy look on the old line? You know, how does it, I'm like, I'm watching the wide receivers and the deep balls. You know, that's when you go to camp, you're there to watch the aerial assault. And then you always get tricked into. <laughs> at Bears camp? Yeah. Assault? <laughs> you do. because, And then you get tricked into, this is what they're going to do when the season starts. And then you remember that we run the ball here in Chicago. <laughs> but at training camp, no, they throw the ball, trust me. Uh, they just don't tackle anymore. And, um, you know, one of my greatest training camp memories was the first year we got Brandon Marshall. Wait
3: a minute. Hold on. 46 people are currently watching our podcast. All right.
0: <laughs> there we go. Awesome. Let's get up, up to four. Hit that like button.
1: Hit that like button. The good old 4-6 defense. Yeah, um, yeah Brandon Marshall, I. you know, another guy attitude-wise and uh, locker room was a little bit up and down to say the least. But talent-wise, unbelievable. And with the three years with the Bears, you know, he was as dynamic a wide receiver we ever had. And if you just bottle those couple years – you know where he's putting up 1500 yards receiving and you know four touchdowns in one game against the Niners and and you bottle that <laughs> that's that's big time and like i said the first time i ever saw him at training camp every you know there's a palpable buzz when you get a guy like that and they throw it to him on a sideline out and he catches it with one hand and we all looked at each other in the stands and we were like never seen that before right. you know <laughs> it was like yeah. there's just a different talent level so you know, I'm going to take a wide receiver off the board. You know, I'm sorry to Curtis Conway, who was my original all-time favorite, you know, sure. when I was a kid in the 90s. But, you know, when I compare the numbers and the career, Brandon Marshall is the more talented wide receiver. So I'm going to take my guy Marshall.
3: He wasn't here very long, but, yeah, he did did perform a, a nice connection with, with Jay Cutler. So, yeah. Um. All right, so I'm getting in here. I still haven't taken a running back, uh, so I'm going to take a guy who I think is probably properly rated, but maybe a little underrated. and I think that's Matt Forte. Oh, yeah, so, great. Uh, because what he was able to do from 2008 to 2015, um, I, I think was really, I think was underrated on a national sense. You know, you know, I, I, th- I kind of, I. Capitalized on that in a few fantasy drafts because of what he, his production, but but he racked up uh, 8,602 rushing yards, which is good for second all time in Bears history, 45 touchdowns, but then he added another 4,600 yards on the ground and 21 uh, receiving touchdowns. So Matt Forte is going to be my running back. Got a nice, I mean, I have a nicely spaced, uh... so far I have dick Buckus, Mike Ditka, Jay Cutler, Olin Kreutz, and Matt Forte.
0: See here, oh yeah.
3: I'm going, going to things. add a guy who is not a. Um, I think he's overlooked. I, I think this is a locker room guy. But when you listen to guys who are a little bit older than us talk, and you talk you listen to those 85 guys, the most routinely respected guy is Doug Plank. Mm-hmm. The way that he was able to hit, um, the way he was able to define Chicago Bears football. I don't know. They was necessarily the most talented Bears safety that, that they've ever had but probably from a heart standpoint and and what bears football means and what we think it means and what he kind of defined it to mean I think that's Doug Plank so I feel pretty good taking him here to start off the sixth round 46 defense exactly
1: yeah he's um, he could come out and play today yeah. and still lay the wood. <laughs> I've interviewed him a couple times yeah. and kind of become friendly with him, which is crazy to say, but it's uh, – he is – he makes makes me look calm. It's, <laughs> it's like he'll talk – you just feel this energy from him still to this day. He'll outwork – he's still working out, like pumping huge iron. And uh, Doug – like the 4-6 defenses, you'd think they named it after him because of how great he was, but it was actually just because each – Defense had a number assigned is how he told it. But my favorite Doug Plank story, I was doing an, um, a signing working with my buddies with Dan Hampton, and I brought up Doug Plank to him, and he goes, nobody has ever, the guy that hit me the hardest ever in the league was Doug Plank at practice. Yeah, And he's like, I, he's like, I literally was so pissed off at him. I'm like, Doug, you got to stop hitting us. Because you're going to make – I can't play if you hit me like this. And Doug's like, sorry, this is just how I'm wired. So, you stole that one from me because Doug's my guy. That was coming. Yeah, that was, coming. That was definitely coming. So, uh, wipe him off the board. Uh, you know, I'm going to go special teams here. You know, Robbie, gold.
3: Oh, that's go. Yeah.
1: One. You know, we need a kicker, right? He's good as gold. <laughs> we all remember the last playoff appearance and, and how bad – you know you need a kicker in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl most times. And look at Robbie Gold knocking out the Packers this offseason or this playoffs this year, you know, and everything he did with us, you know, uh, 420 field goals, you know, obviously, I only won Pro Bowl. That surprised me when I looked that up. Um, Robbie, another guy, just watching him in going to the games, he had this pregame routine that only I could compare to like a Steph Curry. You know, like when you go to a uh, Warriors game to watch Steph in the sure. pregame, he has all these different things. And it, it's like he, the people game. often
3: say Steph Curry is the Robbie Gold of the NBA.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm not kidding you when I say this, though. Their pregame routine was so unique. And Robbie would line up on the side of the end zone and hit the crossbar or not or hit the upright. Oh, yeah. And like do different angles where he would pinpoint. Like he wouldn't just kick field goals as practice he would like do these little things to like test the wind because that's the other thing with playing in chicago that our guy double doink didn't understand you got to (laughs) you got to practice at soldier field because there's nothing like that lakefront wind and robbie knew how to play it you know i think we got a guy right now in cairo santos that can do that sure i like his swagger but uh, Robbie Gold, there was nobody better at kicking in the wind at Soldier Field, so I'm going to go with Robbie
0: Gold. Yeah, he's got that clutch gene, which you need yeah. in the kicker. I mean, it may be the most important trait besides leg strength and accuracy. Yep. But what do you got, Jake? Oh, man. Uh, I could go a couple different ways here, but I think, I think I'm going to go with Mongo. Uh, steve mcmichael <laughs> this is a good i thought
3: player. i thought i was gonna be able to kind of slow play that and yeah. i really wanted mongo but you just stole him from me
0: i i uh you you stole butkus from me so you know <laughs> whatever but um yeah i think i think mongo is perfect here everything that he did i think oftentimes maybe the overlooked uh player on that bears defense from the 85 team um a player that brought energy and passion and, and was I think really important to what they did and everyone had their own personality on that team but um he specifically I think we all know what he's going through now thinking of him yeah. and, and bears fans you know care care so much about him but um what what an impact he had on this franchise He'll always be remembered for that for sure
1: yeah I think there's some people in the chat that were saying early on um that Mongo could have went in the first round. Yeah. I so, mean, yeah. you know, that's. One, one
3: guy left because I picked Mike Ditka. And I'm like, one, I don't think <laughs> that guy understands yes. that Mike Ditka, like how great of a tight end he was exactly, with, with yeah. both the Bears and the Cowboys. That's right. But, again, the tight end spot is not deep. And not good luck the to the, you know. Right. Greg Olson is the second best Bears yeah. tight end of all time.
0: So I mean, I had to get, I had to get unique and take George Alice. But it kind of right. works out. Yeah.
2: I'm going to go as a guy who was born and raised in the city of Wheaton, a uh, Line eye fan, Harold Red Grange nice. as my running back. Nice. I mean, Hall of Famer, what you know? What more can be said about the Galloping Ghost? The Wheaton I mean. Iceman was the truth. Red, and, uh, Red Grange
3: uh, popularized the NFL. It, it, the Bears signed him from the University of Illinois, yeah. and the University of Illinois, like they were like, what the hell is this guy doing playing professional football? You should be going into business. You should be going to, be, to Hollywood and becoming a star.
2: Which he eventually did. He was an actor. He
3: did, but uh, he came up here and was, was making all sorts of money. He, he was selling out Wrigley Field on Thanksgiving, uh, on Thanksgiving Day, and they went on a barnstorming tour or whatever. And without Red Grange, the Bears and the NFL might not be what it is today.
2: And by the way, we Marvel South, that shouldn't be called Red Grange Field. He never played there. He played in the middle of the city. Come on. Um, for my wide receiver, I'm going to go with Elshon Jeffrey. Like, uh, he only had five years here, but his five productive years, when he was on the field, he was much better as a Philadelphia Eagle, won a Super yeah. Bowl there. It was between that and another receiver, as we said, Bears have not had a great history of wide receivers. I could have gone gone so many different ways. I don't want to give you guys uh, or take one of your guys' people, so I won't say the names, but uh, Alshon Jeffrey was pretty solid as a Bear. I was sad when they just let him go freely and go to the Eagles and become a beast. In that first couple of years, he was there.
3: Yeah, he's the, uh, what, third all-time leading receiving yardage guy on the Bears for wide receivers uh, with uh, in terms of wide, wide receivers. receivers. yeah. yeah 4,549 yards, 26 touchdowns, uh, 2012 to 2016.
2: Yeah, and it's Walter Payton who's, like, the best receiver of all time. <laughs> right. I know, you guys. the, he's the, the best number one receiver of the Bears. You should have picked him first, sir.
3: Number one is Johnny Morris with 5,000. 000- 59 yards and 31 touchdowns from 1958 to 67. He, the Bears have the – I don't know how to phrase this, but it, if you look at the receiving yardage for leader for everyone, it's the worst, right? Yes. The only one close is the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they 50, just started. 5,700 yards. You guys know who that is? C. Smith? Say that again. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens all-time receiving yardage. Bolden? Not Bolden.
0: San
2: not Anquan Bolden.
0: Okay. Desmond Mason? Derek Macy. Derek Macy. Oh, wow. That's, That's it? Yeah, yeah, Derek wow. And, like, everyone
3: else is up in at least in the 9 or 10,000 yards for, you know, the, the club receiving leader.
0: He played a few years with the Titans, too, right? He did. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Super Bowl Oh, coming days. back. i got to get in football mode. I'm a little <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> Is it my pick? It is Again, your pick. We, yeah. This, you this pick is too? a snake draft? Yeah, I did. I feel like this is the time when you're doing, like, fantasy drafts that you kind of, like, you lose track a little right. bit. Um,
3: you want to go go through who you've picked so far? Uh,
0: that would be helpful. Thank you. All right, we've got Sweetness, Samurai Mike, Sid Luckman, Jimbo Covert, George Howell, Steve McMichael. So I need a safety, and I'm between two guys. I've just got to go Mike Brown. I've got to go with, with my heart there. Um, Love Mike Brown. Although I will say this, the, the person that I'm, that I'm not selecting, I'm, I'm very high on it and actually did some research on George McAfee. That guy was a stud. They called him the most dangerous player on the field, and I mean he had like respect from Curly Lambeau, from from George Halas. Like people were saying that guy is amazing, but for me personally, like I just got to go Mike Brown because I think that guy was is on my Mount Rushmore of Bears players because I just I love what he brought to the table. Again, I'm I'm really big about the the passion and the energy and the team part of it. And you talk to any current Bear that played with him or. Former bear that played with him now, and they just they light up about the intensity and what he brought to the field.
1: Yeah, um, certainly. Uh, you know, um, if he had stayed healthy, yes.
0: You know, the nobody's done that. Yeah. First. Raging
3: Oracle wants us to pick Sean Gale. By the way, <laughs>
0: no. Are we expanding the, the which? <laughs> Raging yeah.
3: Oracle uh, is actually the lady out on is the that, that's on the roof. It
0: is. She's still there? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> Trying to get some TV time. Yes. Uh, you know, since safeties are coming off the board, took Doug Plank, my guy uh, Mike Brown, you know, uh, grew up with him. I guess I'm going to have to go with Gary Fensick. You know, he's got the resume at safety. Yeah. So if I'm going to bolster my safety position, you know, played 12 years with the Bears, four time All Pro, Super Bowl champ with 38 interceptions and uh, the duo with Doug Plank and the Hitmen. So, uh, you know, like I said, somebody I didn't get to see have the pleasure of seeing play. But, you know, his reputation precedes itself. And uh, so I'd be silly to not take the opposite end of the hitman and and take Gary Fensick here. So that's what I'm going to do.
3: A very handsome man and a hell of a businessman.
1: Yep. (laughs) Yep.
3: All right. Um, So you took Steve McMichael from me. I still need a defensive lineman. I still need a wide receiver. It's like, whatever. I'll just Jake's take whoever. game
1: is filled with Hall of Famers. So, pretty good there.
3: Um, I'll take. So, I'll, I'll focus on those two positions. Uh, wide receiver.
2: It's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it is the hardest of the.
3: Marcus Robbins is still out there. Oh, Marcus
2: Robinson's South Carolina and Somebody science. in the
3: chat before said Darnell Mooney when all is said and done is going to be atop this list. I think that's a little <laughs> – that's aggressive. <laughs> it's very aggressive. Uh, I mean, it yeah, – be great? Yeah, I hope so. It, this sucks, though. I mean, there's no one to pick here for, for a wide receiver. Oh, man. Uh, See, wait, yeah. there's, there's, I have no, I have no affinity for Curtis Conway, and honestly, I feel very weird towards – Bears fans who do have an affinity for Curtis Conley. What about his wide receiver partner, why, then? Why is that? Because yeah. he, like, just left us in the dust. Uh, um, well. You know, he's like, oh, it's too cold here. I don't want to play here.
2: How, how <laughs> about on. the guy who made the statement that Chicago Bears are where wide receivers go to die? That's why I'm Hussein
3: not. Muhammad? Yeah. You know, you know there's a Chicago Bears receiver that I love? And if I'm just picking, like, favorites here? Jeff
2: Graham. Oh, yeah, Jeff so. Graham. Yeah.
3: But you know who I like even more? Tom Waddle. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my
2: god! We're going Tom Waddle. Put oh, him on the Tom board. Waddle
3: makes the list. Whatever. I mean, look, solid. We're we're talking about white wide receivers who have had great Chicago media careers. It's Johnny Morris and Tom, Tom Waddle. Uh, I I love Tom. <laughs> Greg loves Tom. We all love Tom. So Tom's let's go, guy. Tom Waddle there. Um, um no more ad breaks this is uninterrupted drafting lawrence (laughs) okay so through seven rounds i have dick butkus mike ditka jay cutler olin crutz matt forte doug plank and tom waddle
1: uh yeah that's a good group uh waddle waddle's given um well, I don't, oh, I'm sorry. So, I'm talking about my team now. Read off your team, Greg. I'm sorry. Yeah. Gail. Uh, so, I have Gail Sayers, Brian Erlacher, Richard Dent, Peanut Tillman,
0: Brandon Marshall, Robbie Golden, Gary Fencek. And for my team, we've got Walter Payton, Mike Singletary, Sid Luckman, Jimbo Covert, George Hallis, Steve McMichael, and Mike Brown.
2: And I picked Dan Hampton, Devin Hester, Lance Briggs, Clyde Bulldog, Turner, Greg Olson, Red Granger, and Al Shawn. <laughs> that's how we said it in Wheaton. That's so I think
3: all of the um, all the running backs are off the board, which leaves Bronco Nagurski and Neil Anderson on the outside looking in. So that's
2: you know that's kind of. I was sad this for close to two. picking Bronco Nagurski over the, the, what a name. Your Wheaton, my Wheaton uh, guy I had to pick him though. Yeah.
3: So I needed defensive linemen. Um, Still. Wow. Dan Hampton, Richard Dent, and Steve McMichael are off the boards. This actually might be a really big steal. Doug Atkins, nineteen fifty-five to nineteen sixty-six. He's in the Hall of Fame, an eight-time Pro Bowler. This dude, in nineteen fifty-five to nineteen sixty-six, stood six foot eight, two hundred seventy-five pounds, which is just monstrous yeah. at that point in time. It's
0: the steal of this draft. I think it is. Yeah, I do. I feel too.
3: pretty good about Doug Atkins. According
2: to the Bears themselves, he's a top ten Bear of all time. Yeah.
1: Well, um, you know. Um... Julius Peppers also. He didn't play here that long. Talk Him, about a physical freak. Hall of Famer, maybe yeah. not putting on the, the Bears. It counts know, as the it Bears, won't be a, though. It won't be a Bear going as- in, but um, that dude was a – I've never I, seen a guy as big as Julius Peppers at training camp. So,
3: I feel like almost like Julius Peppers is kind of like Khalil Mack.
1: See, and I thought Khalil Mack was going to pass – Julius Peppers because of that unbelievable talent that we saw that first year. Sure. Yeah. It fell off. You know, Khalil Mack, obviously an amazing talent, no question. But if you compare the careers just in Chicago, I think Julius Peppers has them with what he did here. They were in an NFC championship. I mean, he even blocked a lot of kicks on field goals, like, made yeah. a, made an impact on special teams and defensively just an absolute monster. And
3: watching that first Mac game, it, it kind of felt like he was going to be on that that yeah. Mount Rushmore, They're Chicago Bears linebackers, guys. and it's not – that didn't end up happening. Yeah,
1: and then Alex Brown, shout out to my guy, Adewale Gunlia, But, you know, I could talk all day about DNs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, all right. Well, I guess I need an offensive lineman, you know, with all this – you know, talent. I got to go to the meat and potatoes. You know, I want to give a shout out to, before I make my pick, to Roberto Garza. I'm not going to pick you, but I think you're one of the most underrated Chicago Bears of all time. This hard hat, lunch pail, and that's what he was. Every day he came in to Bourbonnet or Hallis Hall or Soldier Field. I always enjoyed watching him play here for nine years. Uh, but Jay Hilgenberg has him beat with the resume. A lot of people think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Definitely. Again, not somebody that I watched play, but you can't deny seven-time All-Pro and uh, Super Bowl championship ring around his finger. So I'm going to go with Jay Hilgenberg to bolster my offensive line.
0: Awesome. Good pick. Solid. Pick. Another steal late. I'm um, trying to think. I know I need a receiver. I believe I need – let's see. What else do I need, guys?
3: You're supposed to be keeping track of this, Jake. I'm trying. This is your last CHO
2: podcast. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> you, need, you need a uh, cornerback, don't you?
0: Yeah. Well, that's the problem. How do you classify that? I mean, the safety, safety and a cornerback. Right. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Sorry, I wasn't putting it no, it's okay. It's yeah, you need a cornerback. You need a quarterback. No, you got Sid Luckman. Oh, yeah. You, sorry. You do have Sid Luckman. And a special teamer. He's a, a running back.
3: You need a special teamer. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you need a wide receiver. Do you want me to Minnesota Viking you, know, you and skip you? you know, no, <laughs> no, 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 definitely not, definitely not.
0: Um, well, I'm thinking now, it, the way it's separated is not just DB. It's, you're saying safety and cornerback. Fuck
3: whoever you want in there.
0: Over I'm going to go George McAfee then. I mentioned him earlier. I think we could go with him as a defensive back, an awesome, one of the best two-way players in Bears history. Um, so let's, let's go with him there. He can be my cornerback.
2: Made a hell of a virus protection program. That's right. That's right. I'm going to go cornerback here. And a guy I've never seen play, but I heard Ed Obradovich, a former guy at the score, say this guy's name all the time. It's Richie Pettibone. He it looks like he had a bunch of Pro Bowl appearances when he was with the Bears, won a championship in 1963 with the Koch with Ed Obradovich. And so, yes, I'm going to go with Richie Pettibone as my eighth pick. And so now I need a quarterback. I'm going to go with probably not the most storied guy, but the guy like you with Jeff Graham pick. The guy who was throwing passes to him, Eric Kramer. Wow. His yep. story, firstly, is awesome. Um, committed, uh, tried to commit suicide, survived that. You know his, his ex-wife or girlfriend tried to hustle him for, for some money. He's still thriving now in California, but his play as a Chicago Bear, I enjoyed as a teenager slash uh, early uh, 20-year-old guy. So Eric Kramer will be my quarterback of my Bear squad.
1: Still holds the single-season record for passing yards with 3,838 and touchdowns at 29, which is crazy to it's, think the it's, Bears it's, have never had a four thousand yard passer. Close. And never had a guy throw thirty touchdowns. You would have thought Jake Cutler. It's almost would as if there's the like a
3: a, a a tie between bad quarterback play and low receiving yards. Yeah, that's <laughs> true.
1: That's weird.
0: That was what ninety four, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe
1: so. Or, 95, yeah, or ninety five. Yeah, maybe I was watching Michael Jordan dominate the NBA that's right, back then, that's right?
0: Or or baseball.
1: But Eric Kramer, that's my childhood. That's mm. a good pick. He, you know, I mean, if you just bottle that one year. That's oh, the man. best quarterback season you know, we've sister. had. It may be shorter, you know, with Jay Cutler, with a couple of those years. Pick one of them, but Eric Kramer certainly had a great
0: year that year. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, buy myself some time because I think all of you guys have receivers selected. So I'm gonna go with a special teamer and just go. But the only Bears player that signed uh, signed a hat for me, an autograph. The first Bears game I went to, <laughs> um, at Soldier Field, and that's um, I'm gonna go with butthead. Oh, oh Kevin, Kevin Butler, Butler. Butler. makes God. it. George's finest. I'm killing. I'm killing some of your you late are. round picks. Sorry. Yeah, I've got to go with with him. I mean, he's he's a champion and you know one of the best kickers in in uh, team history. So going we're going with him. And moving on.
1: Okay. Well, uh, position wise, you know we have what two rounds, two picks left. So I need a quarterback and a tight end. It's not much in the cabinet with tight end. Um, and there's only a little bit of talent left at quarterback. You know, obviously Jim McMahon won a Super Bowl. You know, um, you pick Eric Kramer. I loved Jim Harbaugh as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going, I'm going full meathead here. I'm going Justin Fields. Oh, wow. let's go! Hey, let's go! Wow. Let's go! I, mean, I love it. Let's be real I here. It. I mean, we don't know what he's going to do yet. Mm-hmm. We'll, we've very, we've seen very little. You know, we've only scratched the surface, but you cannot deny he is the most talented Absolutely. player, most talented quarterback. I'm not going to say player because a lot of talent, as we've discussed here today, most talented quarterback across the board with intangibles and everything else that we've ever drafted, period, end of discussion. And the other thing that I think people don't realize with Justin Fields is how smart he is. Everybody talks about his athleticism, mm-hmm. but his IQ testing was off the charts. Yeah coming in this league and he had to put up with Matt Nagy for exactly. a whole year. So, you know, uh, he no longer has to deal with that burden. Maybe the cloud, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this year goes with Justin yeah. with a quote unquote rebuild type of year. I know bears fans don't want to hear that, that R word, but, um, you know, we'll see, but Justin Fields, I'm fully happy taking him at the back end of this draft Because, you know, Rex Grossman, you know, yeah, he got us to a Super Bowl one, you know, player of the month that one September month. But uh, Justin Fields has the potential to be the greatest quarterback in our history, which, as we've just said, isn't that hard to do. Never had a 4,000 yard passer, never had a 30 touchdown quarterback. So he could be the guy to be the first in both those categories. I love it.
3: It's it's worth noting, had we done this podcast two years ago. Greg would have picked Mitch Trubisky for no. that spot. So. <laughs> would I
1: you, would have. <laughs> oh, no. I would have. Uh, no. Well, I'm not well. picking Jay because me and true. Jay don't get but along that well. As but.
2: the same thing you just said about Justin Fields, Mitch had to deal with Matt and Maybe Mitch out in Pittsburgh gets better coaching. And unlocks him, and as one year with Brian Dable as the backup unlocks what the Bears thought he would could be, and yeah. Pittsburgh's a much well, much well, or, well organized organization.
1: The sure. criticism was fair to Mitch. Um, I agree that we we don't know the full picture now with him not with Matt Nagy yeah. being a starter in Pittsburgh we might see a little more. I'm rooting for him to do well. Sure. He was a guy that treated the fans real well, was um, respected in the locker room in Drove Chicago. You know, a lot of guys. Jay had all the talent in the world, but there's a lot of guys in the locker room that did right. not like him. Period. And a discussion. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but with Mitch, nobody had an issue with him. It was just about you know production on the field that. Got him, you know, booted out of town. But I am not looking forward to every week us talking about how Mitch did in Pittsburgh versus how Justin's doing in a rebuild in Chicago, you know, and then you got the Jersey Jerry thing, Uh, that chaos, and he's a Pittsburgh fan. So, you know, I just have the feeling there's going to be this weird rivalry about Mitch. And it's just like, just say, thank you for your time. 2018 was a fun year. You know, we're on to Justin Fields. If it wasn't for how everything laid out and the way Mitch left the year he did, we don't end up with Justin Fields. That's true. So, you know, I'm grateful for how it all, you know, laid out. They went to a couple playoffs. They didn't have enough. They got rid of them. And now Justin Fields is in our laps. You know, I'm always looking towards the future and that hope, like Herb said. Mm -hmm. And uh, Justin Fields gives me hope. So I'm just happy we have him. I'm not thinking about the past with mitch anymore i know a lot of bears fans talk about him a lot still and i i find it nauseating throw to
2: jp holtz for the touchdown sold <laughs> it sold me <laughs> well I, no so I, I have one more pick right
3: okay so it. i need a special teamer uh oh i need a cornerback i'm gonna go with donnell Woolford. oh um from the early 90s um he was holding it down old school absolutely old school great name donnell Wolford. yeah, yeah um and then i'm going to give my special team pick i'm going to give this to the chat room uh so far the special teamers off the board are devin hester robbie gold and um kevin kevin Bar- butler Yep. i was gonna pick kevin butler but that didn't happen because jake took him so sorry, I'm gonna, uh, no, sorry so i mean who am i uh, who am i like considering here Patrick Manley, Corey Buford, Corey yeah, Buford, Corey Buford, Sourbrun maybe. I mean, Sauerbrun. If Sauerbrun. you do
2: Sauerbrun's look at the one. top hundred players, Patrick Manley is the hundredth, and he played the most games in Bears history. And How's he's
3: it? got the, he's got that award named after him. And
2: he's got some Another
3: delicious, got a beer named some after delicious him. IPA.
1: Another guy long that IPA. his position yeah. exactly, long, long snapper. Raging, uh,
3: Raging Oracle said, "I don't want to. I'm not taking Johnny Knox. I'm gonna have to answer for that on social media." Um, um I'm going to go like Dennis Gentry was a hell of a returner oh, on Bowl, so I could pick him. Yeah. Brad Maynard, uh, Brad Maynard, Cordero Patterson, Todd Sauer. Uh, I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going eh, to pick Patrick Manley. Let's, let's go with him. Yeah.
1: yeah. All time. All time. Uh, 245 games played beat out Dan Hampton by like 60 games or so. There we go. But Brad Maynard had 437 punts inside the 20. When I looked that up, I was like, th- "Cause I remember he was like the Robbie Gold of our punters, a guy that really understood the wind." So I gotta give my guy Brad Maynard a shout out. So my final pick is at tight end. The cabin is bare. No, I'm not taking Cole Komet. <laughs> I'm gonna go with another guy from the Lovey Smith era, um, Desmond Clark. Yeah, oh, that's good. A good pick. Des good pick. underappreciated. Yeah. You know, nothing sexy about Desmond Clark. But another hard hat, lunch pal guy. The year they went to the Super Bowl, uh, he played eight years with the Bears, but the year they went to the Super Bowl, he had 626 receiving yards, 45 catches, and six touchdowns. If Zach Miller had stayed healthy, I would have went with him. But Des Clark had the better career, and, you know, a lot of people forget They had the number one defense the year they went to the Super Bowl, but they also had the number one offense, and that was because they ran the ball. And I think, you know, Devin Hester's touchdowns added into that uh, equation maybe. I don't know how they worked that out, but um, people forget that that was the number one offense in the league too. And Des Clark, a blocking tight end and a receiving tight end, did the dual threat, you know, and and like I said, came to work with that hard at lunch pail, that Chicago mentality. So I'm going with Des.
0: I like it. And, and I've got to say this because there was a lot of talk on on Bragg's last pick with Justin Fields, but I didn't get I didn't get my bold prediction in because I'm all, all for the bold predictions. I said bulls in six earlier, right? I walk around here doing bulls, bold predictions. And I think I always say this, the 2024 that year is going to be the, the greatest year in Chicago sports history. And and I believe that. And a big reason why is because Justin Fields is going to be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears as they win the Super Bowl. Wow. And I think every other sports team in town, we're talking Blackhawks, we're talking Bulls, Cubs, Sox, we're talking Sky, Red Stars, Fire. It's going to be a year that that this city is never going to forget. We've got a couple years to lead up to that, Um, but I'm excited. Are you
3: willing to go out to a tattoo parlor and get that, Chicago Bears 2024 championship tattoo, whatever the Super Bowl yeah, is? Yeah,
0: I would. I With my wife in Hawaii on our honeymoon, I almost got a Bears tattoo, and I did not. It was between that and a sea turtle. So you well, can I'm talking it. about, like,
3: you know those people who get the championship tattoo before? Yeah, yeah. Like right I mean, I'll, now.
0: We'll never have as many tattoos as Cap now, right? He's like the tattoo <laughs> team, <laughs> which is great. But I guess I'll get to my pick, my final pick. It's a receiver as well, um, which says a lot, I guess. I'm, I'm waiting this long to do it, but I think Willie Galt has got to be my guy there. Um, I think he's a guy with the track speed, and then what he was able to do on that team—he could go over the top. Smooth
3: as a chocolate squirrel.
0: Yeah, man, he's he's something else, man. So we'll uh, we'll go with him, and I think that's a, a solid final pick for me. All right, It's my turn then.
2: Um, Herb's watching the Sox game at this. I corner. have a corner. I have cornerback that I have to pick right. All right, so Dan Hampton, Hester Briggs, Turner Olsen, Grange, Jeffrey Pettibone, and Eric Kramer. So, cornerback. Oof. Um, Jalen Johnson, this is your moment. No, I could go. I mean, L.A. Mike, uh, part of the championship team. But I'm going to go with – Dave Doerson is a safety more, right? Yeah. Damn it. I'm just going to go with – I'm going to go with L.A. Mike Richardson. Just put him down. Not happy about it because I think the Bears have better cornerbacks in their history, but you guys took them all. Kyle Nathan Vasher's
3: pretty underrated.
2: He was all right. But Kyle think, Fuller. Kyle Fuller, yeah. That solid here. Yeah, Kyle My Fuller favorite guy uh,
1: underappreciated was Tim Jennings. Yeah. He was one of my favorites. He was yeah. a dog. He was, he was a dog. Really good player.
2: Could have went with uh, Rashid Davis there too, wide receiver slash DB. Yeah, we had some tweeners
1: we could have. A lot of tweeners, you know, like James Big Cat Williams played offense and defense. Could have went a few different ways, you know, to bolster both sides of the Both sides. So
3: who do we feel like, who who won this thing?
2: Well, Let's look through it. I mean, I did, but who else? (laughs) All right, so I'll I'll read
3: these off here. I I finished with Dit Butkus, Mike Ditka, Jay Cutler, Olin Krutz, Matt Forte, Doug Plank, Tom Waddle, Doug Atkins, Donnell Wolford, and Patrick Manley. Solid. Good team. That's all right.
2: We'll see. This team right here is Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. Hall, could be Hall of Famer. Not a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Not a Hall of Famer. Could be a Hall of Famer. Should be a Hall of Famer. Not a Hall <laughs> of Famer.
3: Greg's all-time Bears team. Gale Sayers, Brian Urlacher, Richard Dent, Peanut Tillman, Brandon Marshall, Robbie Gold, Gary Fensick, Jay Hilgenberg, Justin Fields, and Desmond Clark. I, I'm going to disqualify this in the running because just, Justin Fields hasn't proven anything yet, so I'm sorry. No. Nah. Watch yep. him. That's, let's run, know, the yeah. <laughs> run the show back three years from Jake's now. Yeah, We're
2: going to run the show back three years from now. Jake's
3: all-time Bears team. Walter Payton, Mike Singletary, Sid Luckman, Hall-famer, Hall-famer. Jimbo Covert, Hall-famer. George Hallis, Hall-famer. Steve McMichael, Mike Brown, George McAfee, Hall-famer. Kevin Butler, and Willie Galt. I think Jake is Jake's Jake's the clubhouse leader six right, six now. Yeah, right I there. Think
0: Jake's team I feel won. good about it, but I think Bragg's team is going to hold up the test of time with okay. Justin Fields. The Justin team's Fields.
1: solid and spread out, old and new. Yeah. But you've
0: and finally, got Herb's all-time
3: Famers. team with the controversial number one pick, Dan Hampton. Now, Hall of Famer. Devin Hester. Will be a Hall of Famer. Lawrence Briggs. Hall of Famer. Will be a Hall of Famer.
2: That's fine.
3: Clyde Turner. Hall of Famer. Greg Olson. Will be a Hall of Famer. Red Grange. Hall of Famer. All- Elshon Jeffery Not a Hall of Famer. Richie Pettibone. I don't know if he's Hall of Fame. Eric Kramer. Not in Hall of Fame. Mike Richardson. Never. Lawrence, who, who won this, Lawrence? Oh, man. I I was gonna
2: have to that. Uh, I'm going to go with Jake. This is the Peyton. Right. So I just Thanks picked it would have one, everything. Maybe. That's cheating. That's, it's like putting bacon on anything.
0: No, I agree. It's Jake's always going to be delicious.
2: Famers. Raging
3: Oracle says it's Jake and not even close. Thank you. Congratulations, Jake. No, I feel is, better that Rating This has been a that. good maiden voyage on the CHGO podcast. Yeah, a lot
0: of fun. I mean, it means nothing, but uh, bragging rights, I guess. We'll yeah. see.
3: Greg, thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it. Hope it was you won't a lot be a stranger around here.
1: No, definitely. Anytime you guys want me. This is uh, a lot of fun, and I tried not to talk too much, but you know me.
3: <laughs> you are the tailgating uh guy you are the uh you, you take a lot of tape from the stands so are yep. you planning on doing that a lot in 2022
1: yeah of course you know um i always try to get to the, the the big game so uh when when bears season comes around training camp and the regular season i'll be at soldier field i'll be in the stands i'll be yeah. at the tailgates just come and find me follow me on twitter and uh and you'll I'm be at the United him. Center
3: on Sunday. So good luck. UFC. Bring home a W. Let's yep. get this done and I'm excited. Can't I honestly wait. want this done bulls and five because I I just want to focus on the draft next Friday night. So let's let's root for that. Uh Herb, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. i had to go uh,
2: back to watching the White Sox yeah. lose to the Guardians. Uh it was that close. So
3: everyone, thanks for joining us. We will be back here next Thursday at twelve thirty for the CHEO podcast. Pack a lunch. We will see you then.